need you is combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG's combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG's combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. Take a look at the world we living in. It's falling apart. Put the glass muscle and guns, but don't show hard. Conversation, let that be a lesson. Speak the truth in the booth, call it confession. Chains of oppression links us together. Any stormy weather, red, blue, black, or white, we can do better. It's AD combos, pay attention. Make links, break chains, yeah, that's the mission. I said, yeah, that's the mission. AD's combos, we gon' show you how the world goes. AD's combos, we gon' show you how the What's up, everybody? What's up, Miss Davis? Hey, everybody. This is AG. Welcome back to AG's Convos. Back in the GB Entertainment Studio, we got our guest, Miss Shalana Davis. But of course, I got my man, who? Mr. Kenny Schmidt. What up, dude? What's happening, bro? Not much, brother. I feel like you ain't been in here in a minute. Yeah, man. I've been behind the scenes, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Recording and Recording vacationing and, vacationing and all, and all, all that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Know Living it. it up. Nice. Yeah, he was in Vegas for, what, a week? Yeah, I was in there Tuesday to Friday. Yeah. It was it was a nice little time. You want to tell us about it? Oh, it was uh, great. Great times. You know what I'm saying? Hot. It's um, Vegas. A lot, of going, a lot going on. Like, my first time West Coasting it, though. So, it was like... Wow, never been West Coast. This you had is, never been to Vegas before this week? I had never been I never been West period. I don't even go that way. Oh wow. <laughs> so I mean the plane ride was kinda weird and the time change. That yeah. kinda messed me up a lot. Like a lot, a lot. I didn't think that really I I didn't know jet lag was really like that until I It's a real thing. I yes, went did that. For sure. Cause we didn't we didn't even go out for the first two nights we were there, like out at night. Like, mm-hmm. we did the daytime, but nighttime we was like, it's time to go to bed. It's like one o'clock in the morning at the crib. Yeah. And it's 9 o'clock here. <laughs> oh, you wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> and, and as soon as you adjust to it, of course, it's, it's Thursday. Yeah. It's Thursday. Now we're going out and kicking it, and it's like, all right, we we leave Friday. So right. I'm like, oh, well, we at least we got one day outside. To fill it, right. Mm-hmm. To fill, well, we went to Old Vegas, and Old Vegas is a nice little strip, though. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It was nice. It's a much like laid back yeah. vibe compared to and and going during the week was kind of a good thing too though. Oh yeah, because it's not as traffic. They uh, when you talk to the Uber drivers and all that, they'd be like, "Dude, if you here on the weekend, it's shoulder to shoulder everywhere. You yeah, don't got no down. move, no way to move around this boy." But he's like, "Y'all came on a good week." You know what I'm saying? Right. Where it's like kind of mellowed out. It was a lot of people. I ain't think it was mellowed out, but he like, "No, this is no, mellowed that's out." Mellow, yeah. <laughs> Like you said, you go on a Saturday or a Sunday, it feel like New York City. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. said they know because if you go as an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, if you're taking people to the airport and not bringing somebody back, yeah, they know how they, they know it's a slow, slow time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's usually I'm taking somebody and somebody coming back to the to somebody's hotel. Okay. Right. So that's how they figure it out. Like it's slow right now. Right. 
TT, uh, she enjoy her birthday. Oh uh, yeah, she had a great time. She That's was for the streets for a minute. She she got into the, get, took pictures with the Chippendales and all that. Oh, I saw all that, and yeah. I was like, uh, I, I yelled out like, "Oh, you for the streets, huh? That's what you want to do." I started doing a little <laughs> booty tapping. Oh yeah, I had once she did the Chippendales, I found the girls. I was right. like, "Oh, we got to go in, find the girls you are now." In violation <laughs> right now. Can, I, can we say this? It's Vegas. Right. <laughs> What's the golden rule? Right. I mean, what she happens, posted yeah. pictures, so yeah, everybody she knows. She was, yeah, she put it out yeah. there. Yeah, she put it out there. I mean, she had a good time. Uh, it's her first time ever, you know what I'm saying, that way either. T- to, right. um, I mean, no, she said she went to D- Seattle before. Oh, okay. So she's been West Coast, but really never grown, been there. So Seattle crazy, though. Yeah, Seattle, she said like, she had a good time in Seattle. It's like too. a small L.A. I love yeah. Seattle. Yeah, she said she had fun in Seattle. Yeah. But she was young, though, then. She said she was like 16 when she went there. All right. So, that's cool. What's up? Miss Davis. Hey. Welcome hey. back. Hey. I like them glasses. Them is hot. Thank you. Thank you. Hot. Because it's hot. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> I'm not going down there. She got on glasses in the studio. That's if that don't tell you something. Hollywood. You know she what? gotta be in here. Yeah, that's that's, that's what it is, right? It's Hollywood. Right? <laughs> no. Oh. Hey, no. Nobody oh, could have known I had no, all these no, sunglasses. No, 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 I, I was gotta, in, oh, no. in my lane over here. I gotta create the visual for the listening audience. <laughs> she dreaded up with the shades on the stunner. The oh, yeah. stunner Stunners shades, too. Though. I'm killing them. Yeah, she is. How you doing? <laughs> I'm well. How are you guys doing? No, we I'm good. Boo sound like he good. Yeah, I'm straight. He coming off his Vegas trip. He still got a little tan oh, yeah. jumping off. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm still tan. I'm good. I'm feeling real, real nice. I got a tattoo and everything when I came. Back. What? What you get? Oh, yeah. A Superman tattoo right here. Okay. Oh, oh, I gotta, I yeah, gotta I'm check gonna, that. Let you see him. Yeah, I'm gonna take your shirt off. Yeah, I, I, I ain't gonna right. take my shirt off. I'm just gonna <laughs> pull it up. I think I feel. Right, you ain't up. gonna get that sleeve over there. I think hour. I could. <laughs> Don't doubt So me. it's fresh though. <laughs> yeah, it's fresh. Uh I got it when? Uh when was that? Sunday? Oh wow. Yeah, Sunday. I got Is it. Is it a big one? Yeah, it's, it's my whole arm. I definitely made him get it make it big. Cause I never it was nothing on his arm. So right. other than down here. So I just had him put it right there. But I know better. Miss Davis. <laughs> yes. You asked for this. I did. Why? You know, I think that sometimes we are in a space and a time and we talk about certain topics mm-hmm. and based on where our head is in that space and time mm-hmm. we may have a certain perspective okay what and what what time are we talking about here we're talking about juneteenth yes we are okay yeah. we're talking about juneteenth, juneteenth. Yeah, yeah. yeah we remember that episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was only a couple of weeks ago but it had a lot of uh had a lot of energy to it, it had a lot of emotion built into it yeah it did and a few different perspectives yeah, I like I liked it. I, yeah. You know what? When after the episode, uh, I went back and who was I? I think I was talking to Tia, and I was like, it was this dude on the podcast. He was down Arthur's back. <laughs> <laughs> he was on it like I don't agree. And I'm like, which is cool. <laughs> I was like, I don't, that was just feeding your fire. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm glad you don't agree with me. Right. But we go, we go hash this out right now. <laughs> hey, you know, Arthur, he always smiling like right. oh, oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> And he always, regardless of how it sounds and how wrong he might think he is, he'll make it seem like he's not wrong. Like, listen, I'm going to tell you why I'm not wrong. And we just agree to disagree. (laughs) But it was was a great, I was over there in the engineering room, like just smiling and with all the information that was given. You know what I'm saying? I liked it a lot. Yeah. Let's talk about that information, Ms. Davis. Yeah. So, okay. So, listen. 
I personally feel like I didn't pay homage to the people who were really a part of the creation of the holiday. And I think I may have, in my opinion, underscored the celebration of Juneteenth that's been enjoyed by families for mm-hmm. many years, mm-hmm. Okay, you know, since 1865. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but now I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of the things were real for me and I'm not going to walk anything back. It's sure. that when you reflect on things and you listen like, oh, wow, you, you know, you really missed the ball where you could have really talked about this and this and, but we can't hold ourselves accountable for the past. We have to kind of move on mm-hmm. and right. just maybe add some information later. Yeah. So let me let me set the stage a little bit because I don't assume everybody listened to every episode. So we had this Juneteenth conversation and we were talking about kind of the conceptualization and the the origination of the actual quote unquote holiday, which we all had an issue with, which is understandable. But, you know, you laid out some groundwork for what Juneteenth was, what it's meant to represent, and kind of your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But immediately following that, you participated in a Juneteenth event. I did. And at that event, Several. it seems as if uh, there have been some clarity or some Ooh. some insights created that kind of made you reconsider, not undo, but reconsider mm-hmm. the pathway of your original perspective. Yeah, that, is that a good way to put it? Thank you. You're such a great journalist. <laughs> you pieced it all together. That's, that's, that's the Rachel Maddow in me. <laughs> Thank you. Man, oh, he got a studio, y'all. Man. Deserves yeah, man. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. yes. So, okay. so what I was, it was, I was at the Woodmere celebration, mm-hmm. Juneteenth celebration, and it was co-hosted by a number of people in the community that I know. Uh, namely, Prester Pickett from mm-hmm. Cleveland State University, uh, the Black Cultural Center mm. in Cleveland State University. Okay. And he's also a professor. And I personally worked with Prester as an intern before and um, later on as a star in one of his productions. <laughs> whoa, 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 what kind of film y'all made? No. You see how she's Wait whoa, a minute. Whoa, 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 it was whoa, Dream Girls. Okay. So I had to get my Beyonce. Don't 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 take don't it. Don't say one of his please. productions like he got some crazy. It was right. Beyonce. No, listen. No, listen. The, the Cultural Center, this is a place at Cleveland State University where people of color come and uh fellowship and sometimes we act out different movies and okay. All it's right. we're family. Hey, girl. listen, I, I've known Shalana since like ninth grade. Right. grade. <laughs> I I gotta like poke her every so often. You know what I mean? I know how to get under her yeah, skin. Yeah, but and you keep know her the audience doesn't know. I don't want to be on here. Damn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the show. Oh, Ray J. Kim no, I just I just wanted you to clarify. You can't, okay. you know, we got we got we need context. Okay, so and then Kwanzaa, I, I don't Sister Kwanzaa, mm. she is a the president of the Black Storytellers Association mm, for the really? nation, for and the nation. we have a chapter here in Cleveland. Hmm. You know, which he is also 
the president of. So he's just the president of everything. So, but they began to tell the story about Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt so bad because I felt like I didn't honor. But at the time, I didn't really know that part of that the story. Much, sure. Yeah, yeah. And you're an educator. You knew the basics, but it not not really. And in my opinion, yeah, I was feeling. Yeah. You, you know how I found out about Juneteenth, all the it. all the things of it. I was watching a a, a kid channel on TV, mm-hmm. and they was kind of displaying like explaining it to the kids how it worked. And I'm sitting here educated like a mug, like oh for real, like it it gave me a different perspective on Juneteenth. Instead sure. of it being like all right, it's just this how like. It's been celebrated for a long time. Yeah. We just didn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not Clean our thing. Always last <laughs> <Right. laughs> But it's been celebrated in Texas forever though. Like right. that's just a thing. Yeah, that's what they we, they started it. Right. It started there. So <laughs> I really I felt like I didn't really I really missed the bar in honoring them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And normally I'm be honest, I'm from what they call the cultural community. That's and right. so there are things that we do in order to talk about the information exchange and educating mm-hmm. our children. But another part I felt like was missing was that elder mm-hmm. here to balance it out. During Be- that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Like we needed an elder there to really kind of like guide it because it was, it's such a sacred thing. Yes. And a woman, what was she was 86 when she walked from Galveston, Texas to Washington, right. DC mm-hmm. right. and 2016 to get this, Bill passed mm-hmm. to make this a holiday. It's yeah, we didn't give it. We didn't give it credence yeah. to that. And they talked about yeah. all that on the kids show, and I was like, "Why is they talking to the kids? Like, why I wasn't informed on all this stuff when I was younger?" Because like, we we're a better generation of teachers. <laughs> it, is, it is though. I mean, realistically, you know, I think back then there was a lot more industrialization. We wanted you to learn how to type and read, and yeah, you know, and whatever they told us in the books. Textbooks. Remember, yeah. yeah, it's when you're going into the service industry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it was the industrial age at that point, mm-hmm. but now it's more the information age. And if you're not informed, then you're kind of out of the loop. So yeah. we're trying to inform ourselves, and we're trying to inform our kids, and we're trying to correct bad information and as an educator you know you're a teacher you can't put bad information out there and feel good about it not necessarily bad even if it's incomplete maybe incomplete information because i wouldn't say what you said was bad it was just that it it was some stuff left out yeah well she's she gets to clarify that now (laughs) yeah i do i do miss opaly you know really this is the woman from Galveston, Texas. Oh, that walk. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. But all of the people who didn't get a chance to see their freedom, mm-hmm. like that was totally disregarded. Right. You know, and um, ah, you know, ancestors, they make sure. Yeah. You they, know. They keep you. Yeah. Keep you together. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, that's that's one of the things, I, you know, I talk about Dave Chappelle. There's a few people you hear about a lot you know what I mean and he's one of those people Dave Chappelle is one of those people that is always making sure the record is told the way it was written Mm -hmm. and even if we don't understand it the way it was written he interprets it for us you know what I mean so everybody has this understanding of what Juneteenth is based on what they read or what they heard or what they saw on a social media post or whatever but I always like to be the conduit of good information 
You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and tell you I can give you the breakdown of Juneteenth. I have my mm-hmm. own perspective on it, and I have my own understanding of it. But you kind of engulfed yourself in it for about about a good 30-day period there. And there was a lot of revelations that came out of it. I'm really curious because, okay, so Juneteenth, as we understood it, was really more of a aware, it was creating an awareness about the Emancipation Proclamation, right? About the the freedom of slaves from yeah. the South. But but initially, it really is about those people in Texas that had no idea that the Emancipation Proclamation was signed and it guaranteed their right. freedom. And let's not, you know, disregard the fact that they were in the South. And so the people that had power didn't miraculously not have power anymore. Right. These people still had to abide by what what was going on around them. Right. And they were not going to listen to Abraham Lincoln. Right. And this had to be something that was forced upon them, and that's what happened. Yeah. And, and that's why I bring it up because, you know, again, you can't talk Juneteenth without acknowledging race, right? You can't, you can't distinguish Juneteenth from all the other activities that was happening in the South during that time anyway. So this is just another element of the north-south racial tension battle whatever you want to call it and it sounded like and you know correct me if i'm wrong if you can you know at this stage it sounded like texas okay we acknowledge that we're the south along with the rest of the south we have our opinion versus the north the north made a decision we lost whatever the situation is this has been incorporated instituted nationwide but we go hold on to this as long as we can. And they took an outside source to bring to these people's attention. Hey, wait a minute. Y'all didn't get the news? You know what I mean? And the only reason why I bring that up is because I like to try to relate current events to past events. And there's always been something about Texas that made them say, we don't have to assimilate to what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And out of that came this now national holiday known as Juneteenth. Out of mm-hmm. that same mindset that we see today, we don't need to be on your power grid. We don't need to be. We we want to succeed from the from the union. We see mm-hmm. all of this stuff that Texas is always trying to do: gun laws, political laws, civil rights, you know human I mean? rights, human rights. This should go all the way back to the 1860s. Mm-hmm. So, what is it, in your opinion? What is it about? First off, what is it about the South? that makes it so important for them to hold on to some of this old ideology? And what is it about Texas that makes them think they're so isolated from everybody else, even in that capacity? So I can tell you from a social studies teacher concept. That's why I asked. So you have to think about America in terms of who occupied a territory Mm -hmm. and when, and when was this territory handed over to the quote-unquote United States government mm-hmm. because this the United States was occupied by Spain, mm-hmm. France, the British, mm-hmm. the Portuguese. Mm-hmm. So that area in Texas was really uh, dominated by the Spanish right. for a long time. And I don't know the date exactly, but they didn't become a part of the United States until later. Right. Just before Hawaii and Alaska. Right. Oh, wow. Right. So they have 
a different mentality because they were really apart. They were really apart historically, culturally. You go down to Texas, you know, this is attached to Mexico. We might put these borders on it, but these are the same people, right? right? Um, And then the people, of course, who migrated there. Right. Um, But it's just a different place and with a different mentality, Mm. Um, you know, so... So that that leads to this, I guess, this acceptance, because, you know, we, the rest, the other 49 states, we look at Texas as this kind of like redheaded stepchild of the country because it has its own compliancy rules as it relates to everything, especially anything federal. But there is like this is just the norm. You know, I know a lot of people from Texas. I spent a lot of I spent years in Dallas, Fort Worth. And it, while it might be a little bit different than the rest of the the rest of the state because it's much more urban and it has much more, you know, social elements to it than some of the rural parts of Texas that are still occupied, if you will, by, you know, some of that old ideology, it's still Texas. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you go into, if you're in these smaller parts of the state and you establish some wealth or you had an oil field or whatever the situation is, you take all of that to Dallas Fort Worth or to Houston or to San Antonio and all of a sudden you bring in all of this old mindset into this huge public, you know, atmosphere and you're trying to incorporate your personal ideologies into this state structure which becomes law because now you're a senator or a governor or a congressperson, representative, whatever. And, and, you know, some of these things that should have been dead a long time ago just keep coming back to the surface, keep coming back to the surface. I don't see a way around that with the way Texas operates. Well, also, too, Texas is massive and they yeah, have a lot of resources, which means they have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest things that they have is not that oil, is that sun. Yeah. And that solar, solar power. power. Yeah, a lot of solar so, power. So, yeah, they feel like they can be a bully in a room because they got... You know, they had the money to do that. And that's what, isn't that what capitalism is about? And that's the thing. This is a business. All these states with their different presidents and different governors, this is a business. Right. So they think they can monopolize because they are strong. Right. Isn't that what strong people do? In a lot of cases, yeah. So you turn that into a civil rights, human rights agenda. Right. You you use slavery to enslave people for the sake of your business. Right. That's pretty much all slavery was in the, back in the day was a business. Human capital will always be the most valuable thing you can have because it's the one thing that's going to constantly replenish itself. Right. And it's the one thing that can be multiplied organically. You don't really have to do a lot to make it happen. You know. You might run out of room to grow crops because people build houses, but people as your crop, you know what I mean? So you see where slavery had its its financial benefits in an area like that. Mm -hmm. But you had to take that away. I'm not going to give it away as the state, as the people in power. But if you take it away from me, I have no, no choice but to accept it for what it is. And I guess I say all that to say while Juneteenth was kind of, birthed in texas it seems to be the one place where it's probably the most resisted which is weird to me you know what i mean you gave us this you gave us this through your faults through your 
selfishness, but here it is. At what point do you just embrace it for what it is? But these are the same people that don't even embrace Washington, D.C., and it's been the leader of the country since day one. So I don't know. All these things, you know me, I, I like to observe everything from a elevated perspective, not necessarily because I'm over everybody else, but it's easier to see it when you're not in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. And I have to kind of see things holistically in order to figure out how to move in that space when I do come back down to ground. But I, don't, I can't figure Texas out. I can't figure out how to make that a harmonious part of this country. You know, believe it or not, that place represents an ideology that most people around the, across the country follow. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, you you can't take out, you can't disconnect yourself from that idea right. that this is really how a lot of people think now. And administrations didn't help with, you know, simmering down mm -hmm. a brewing. Of hostility, right? It was, and then it just ignited. Mm -hmm. And so now people are, I feel so much more connected to that story of freedom based on the experiences that we're going through right now mm -hmm. and all of the people who are being slain publicly. Mm -hmm. And I feel personally there's a hostility among people. When you go into places, there's a tension. And I feel it more when I am a minority in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad because now... I'm connected to my past right. in a way. And even, like you're saying, this mirror of Texas and what they represent right. and their ideologies right. that haven't changed over time. Right. So, And it gives so much birth to all of these trajectories that we're seeing now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, um, abortion rights trajectory, critical race theory trajectory, all of these gun legislation, all of these things seem to be, all of the high, or the 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 competitive and the conflict that we see on a national stage seems to be festering in Texas every single time. Gun rights. If you th when you think gun rights, the first state that comes to mind is Texas. Texas yeah. It ain't California. It ain't New York. In New York, you could barely carry a gun. You I think they're changing that, ain't they? Right now, they're trying. Yeah, because it's like, hey, everybody else got one. Why not? Right. But in Texas, if you want a gun, if you say gun. The first thing you think is Texas. You say NRA, the first wild, thing wild you think west. is Texas. Wild, wild west. Right. <laughs> it ain't California. No, it's, it's not. Texas. Same thing with uh, um, critical race theory. Mm -hmm. The first thing you think is Texas. Texas. Ain't that the biggest place on, in the U.S.? Like the biggest state? Of the no, 48. Alaska. Of the 48. Of is, the mainland, yeah. 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 But, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but so much of it is just wide open land, desert. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just had went on space. Zillow one time and I was Googling properties in texas mm -hmm. just to see the price ranges because they say you can get uh everything's bigger everything's bigger and way cheaper and they never lied i was like dude but a lot of that stuff is still looking like slavery days though. dirt it's just dirt. ain't it, no power it, the, the, ain't the, no water it's a plantation basically and they i heard about a, a sundown town hmm. you know imagine you driving through on a humble you know going across the united states and you come across a sundown town hmm. Can you explain to me yeah, what sundown, sundown town is? Oh, let me enlighten yeah, Please, you. dude, because I was so, so in the dark. <laughs> a sundown town is no a town where if you are of a certain complexion, you need to be gone before sundown. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, we got them in Ohio. 
Yeah. yeah. We got them in West Virginia. Yeah. Definitely got them. But they got, they, I'm pretty sure you don't want to be in a sundown town in Texas. No. Right. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, and, you know, the thing about, the interesting thing about sundown towns is they work in both directions. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, because you don't oh, want yeah, to get, caught, they do. yes, they get do. caught in the hood. Like yes, that. they do. <laughs> so, you know, it, that's not, that doesn't bring any unity to the country, but no, it's it something doesn't. you need to be conscious of. But I'm no. oh, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, sundown towns, Texas, yeah. you know, desolate yeah. areas. But to see, the thing is, it's just a microcosm of what's going on globally. Mm-hmm. This that's, is not a place that this is only happening only in. Right, this is right. everywhere. But we're looking at Texas because technically, the boss. Right. But it's crazy that when we were younger, you know what I'm saying, we really didn't, like, they tried to teach us about slavery and made us watch all these videos about um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all this stuff. And you like, oh, we get into a better place. And then once you get grown, it's still the same thing, though. Like, mm-hmm. wow, are, are we still here? That's why people like Shalana say we not giving these kids a proper education. Right, that's it's just weird to me that we got to go through that. Every yeah, time. well, the reason why we get Martin Luther King is he was nonviolent. Yeah, and he Not was a Malcolm, right? Christian, right? Right, because they really didn't and teach Malcolm. They kind of like said Malcolm X was a guy, him, yeah. but they was like, oh, we ain't gonna talk about what he did because he was out there causing havoc on things. <laughs> <laughs> he got more black people off crack. Yeah, yeah. Then, then <laughs> anyone, you know, that organization. But they just want us to hold hands and. Sing songs, please. <laughs> so, so you know, stop it, Bootsy. <laughs> she called you Bootsy. You know, she on the one. But to oh. to your point, what we're talking about is a microcosm of a global situation. Yes, right. But here's what's interesting to me, because again, I'm the overanalyzing one, right? I'm the I'm the get to the root of the problem guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about a global issue like racial tension okay and you look at and we're not talking africa we're not talking genocide because to me that's not a race thing that's a cultural thing <clears throat> okay you know what's happening between sunnis and shiites and what's happening between uh who you know what i mean the different yeah. tribes of africa that doesn't speak to the issue that we're dealing with here and most nations are dealing with globally would you agree no, the reason why I would say that is because many of those conflicts were caused by the colonization of their country. Absolutely. So you can't really detach those civil issues or those domestic issues on in those countries without really looking at the root of the problem. Sure. You know, so. And I'm getting to that. Okay. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Got it. So when you start talking about the roots of these problems, there's a lot of strife. There's a lot of racial tension. There's a lot of inequalities that we are seeing between nations and within those nations, between the people of those nations. But when you look at the trajectory of the world, the United States has always played a huge part in, you know, what the rest of the world is doing. So goes the U.S., you know, or so the U.S. goes, so does a lot of the other parts of the world. And when you look at the U.S., okay, well, let's, okay, if the U.S. is kind of the steamroll, if it's the if it's the steam engine of this train of inequality, what's happening within the U.S. that's making it such a global thing? So you come into the country and you see some of these same issues, but you see it radiating in certain pockets of the country. 
you know, we talk about racial inequality. When you start thinking slavery and you start thinking civil rights, the first thing that comes up is Alabama and Mississippi. That's just the way we were taught it, right? That's the way we saw when we saw the the George Wallaces of the world and what they were doing. We saw that on TV. That was the first real, real um, reflection of this issue. And it was taking place in, but where did they come from? Where did their leadership come from? Where did their intentions come from? To me, it still goes back. The reason why Texas holds so much of this power is because it influenced so many of these people to begin with. It literally said, ignore that whole civil rights, uh, um, uh, abolition of, uh, abolishing of slavery thing. We're going to pretend like that shit never happened. Maybe they'll find out eventually, and we know they eventually did. Here comes Juneteenth. But man, how does one state withhold information to the degree that it created the awareness of that situation in that state, created a national holiday? If that don't tell you how much power Texas has, you see what I'm saying? Oh, I hadn't really thought of it in that time um, from that perspective. Uh, wow. Uh, well, that also means that, you know, anything done against you can be made a reward. Right. So now we have this to show a reflection of your bad behavior. And now are we winning? Right. And so that's what I really want to talk about, how much we are winning right now. In spite of. In spite of and with this constant reminder of it's like you we let me remind you where your place is. Right. Type of behavior. Right. That's going on. But we are still fighting. I know more business owners than I ever have. Right. All of my friends own businesses. You know. We are winning. Yes. We are winning. So here you go. Thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, as one of those business owners that is a friend of yours, yes, we are advancing. There's a difference between advancing and winning. Because we got to keep in mind this race that we're, quote unquote, advancing in or winning. It's a long race. Mm-hmm. And it started years before we were even allowed to play. So, yeah, we might be making up some lost ground, but we got a long way to go before we can catch up to the people who are actually winning. Well, you know, I say that, but your definition of a win might be different than mine. Mm. Absolutely. What's your definition? So my definition is you are in a better place despite the works against you. Yes. You know, you know. I mean, if we really analyzed and really did a deep dive in the level of hatred that was um, posed against us Mm -hmm. and how the pressure of it could really have committed a complete genocide, but we're Mm -hmm. still here. Mm -hmm. Resilient. Resilient because that's That's what (laughs) we do. I think it's just divine. Right. You know, the onus is on us to unify. Yes. Which was the premise of the episode we had last time. That message was never lost. Despite the inconsistencies in the origins of Juneteenth and the opinions of the four people in the room, that part was still uniformly accepted that we have to start working together in a much stronger capacity if we ever expect to not only advance in this race or even win in this race, 
but we want to see our name on the board. You know what I mean? I don't want to just be like, oh, he finished too. Congratulations. Oh, he finished too. Congratulations. You finished in 385th place, but you finished the race. Congratulations. We can't get in the top 10. We can't get in the top five. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So let's, let's do what we can collectively to be more competitive in this race. That's what everybody else is doing. Why everybody else went in as a team and we're trying to advance as individuals. I think they, they changed, they, 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 I'm saying they, and I mean the gatekeepers or whoever sure. that is out there. Um, they changed so many of the rules for us along the way. You know what I'm saying as they're, as we're trying to gain, gain, gain. And when we get to a certain point, the rules didn't change all of a sudden. Right. Now we took a few steps back just to try to adjust to these new rules. And right. that's what they do to try to hold us back. In and in a lot of cases, so many people give up in the race. Like, yeah. Every time I think I'm getting somewhere, you find a way to suppress me. Yeah. So forget it. This yo, why am I running your race to right. begin with? Right. I, I they, which is I a whole separate topic. You. I, you can't get nothing over on me. I'm not going to let you get into this room. You're not about to be in there. No, you can't get in there. But I don't have to be in that room to eat. Yeah, you don't. See, to me, Facts. The, to that's me, it. That's where we're at now. To me, I think that has been the new awareness that yep. we've had. I don't have to be in that space to eat. Yeah. People eating without even going to work. Mm -hmm. Man, I see the best artwork. I, so many artists are coming out. Uh, these these creative product lines that people are developing. We're answering our own problems. You know, this is the way of Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what's going on. So that's why we have all of this re resistance. Yeah, right. People ain't working no more. It's like I'm working for self and self only. I'm not working for you. They realizing that working for somebody is really not the way to go if you want to really get ahead in life. And if you backtrack to what I said a few minutes ago, now that means that a lot of these big businesses, which have been milking the system forever, are losing their human capital. Yeah, yeah. So now this is going to take a huge cut out of our profitability mm -hmm. and create this new pathway of revenue that we're not even a part of. We don't even understand it. Yeah. We don't understand this that, whole they independent want you, they movement. Want you to work, they, they even give you the chance to work from home now. And you right. ain't got to go to come. Don't come here then. Just stay at home. Yeah, just keep doing this but, for me. But keep doing what I want you to do. Right. And work from home and we'll still pay you. Just I'm not paying you. Pay. Okay, I'll cut into my profits. I'll turn my 300% profitability to 100 or 250% profitability and increase your revenue by 300% because I wasn't really giving you nothing to begin anyway, with. Right. And people are starting to catch on like, nah, bro, that ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to cut it. You know what I mean? But we still have one. And again, the issue, Juneteenth, what we're talking about, capitalism versus independence there's a lot of race driving some of these decisions but this is no longer a racial issue no. white people mexican people everybody everybody's starting ended. to feel the same pinch to some extent now i i know i know my friend over here she's like yeah <laughs> but we the ones and i we get that i'm not i'm not dismissing that but the beauty in what i'm foreseeing is that the wool has been pulled away from all of our eyes at this point. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of where we get back into the issue of the abortion ruling. Mm. We we got to figure out how to how to slow this uh this 
this yeah, disparity yeah, yeah. between the rate because yes yeah, so, yeah you're right this is the, the threat came yeah that people are free now like yeah. they're they operating on a interconnected network they don't need there's no borders there's only digital nodes right so and, and mental limitations that's it right. so now we have to enforce power and control again right so here's a reminder women you're back on the bottom right you know not to dismiss how massively disrespectful this is. Yeah. Whether you believe whatever you believe, you have no right mm-hmm. to enforce your belief on anyone else. And, and I've kind of avoided this topic because I felt like me and Boots or me and Ken, sorry, this ain't the GB. <laughs> y'all love me. Today. This ain't the GB Seven podcast, which is available on <laughs> yeah. all y'all streaming platforms. Y'all love me platforms. today. That's why y'all calling me by my nickname because y'all love me. Today. Well, you it's know, crazy. we you 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 always love. That ain't the, that ain't the, we know you. Yes. We know you outside of this shit. Right, right, right. But <clears throat> you know, in my opinion, okay, um, we're just at a we're at a point. We're at a point. I don't want to dig too deep into that particular issue. We're at a point where we have the capacity to run a new race in a new direction and leave some of these old ideologies to themselves. And man, if we can, if we can fuse our efforts, our being people who aren't as you call it, the the dictators of that particular mm-hmm. race, the, the, the gatekeepers, gatekeepers of that yeah. race. Because you're right. There's people basically saying, nope, stay in these lines. Don't, yeah. don't, don't cross this lane. Yeah. You know and what I mean? As soon as you get close, we're changing the rules. You can't get over here. Right. And every so often, somebody comes into the fold and opens a gate. Mm-hmm. And that gate leads you to a whole new kind of race. Mm-hmm. And the population in this race is really starting to diminish to the point where it's like, okay, we need to bump these numbers back up again. You know, when I look at this abortion issue, what I was getting at was I didn't want to touch on it because I felt like it required a woman's input. (laughs) For me and Ken to have this conversation without any females present, it would not go over well for me. So I can only imagine what the listeners have. What? You don't know what you're talking about. Right. Who are you to say what women can and can't? I mean, I have a very, you know, humble understanding and belief because, you know, I know women, you know what I mean? But at the same time, that impact, I have two daughters. But still, even watching them develop and watching them grow up and having to deal with the fact that this is happening now, that impact is going to be much different for my daughter, mm-hmm. both of them, than it is for me. Oh, yeah. Now and in the future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we were talking earlier about this case of this 10-year-old girl. Had you heard that? Have you heard the story about the 10-year-old girl from Ohio? No, I haven't. So, real short, a 10-year-old girl, victim of sexual abuse, goes to a doctor here in Ohio and says, hey, I need an abortion, you know, her parents, whoever. We want to go through with an abortion for our 10-year-old child who was sexually abused. Sorry, but you're six days past your time frame hmm. of getting this approved. She can't get an abortion. So they're going to force a 10-year-old girl to have a baby unless she goes to another state. They went to Indiana to see if they would approve it because as of today or as of that day, they didn't have a rule in place that said it's, you know, forbidden here. But Ohio wow. did. Ohio said after, what was it, six weeks? Six weeks. After yeah. six oh, so weeks, Ohio adopted the, the detection whole of a heartbeat. 
Oh, yeah. okay. After the detection of a heartbeat, you can't get an abortion. She oh, was wow. six days past this point based on the mathematical calculation of her um, inception date. Or And how long does it take for you to hear a heartbeat in the yeah, they're, they're estimating months. around six weeks now. Or six weeks, rather. Yeah. Sorry, not six three weeks. months. Six weeks, mm-hmm. yes. And that's probably a mountain time it take you to figure out that you're pregnant, huh? They, th- boom. Mm. Wow, you got it. Mm. Yeah, yeah so it's, there's it's simple a, math. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not that simple because once you get pregnant, you're already two weeks. Yeah. Mm. Once you once you. Yeah. So really, we're talking right. about a month right? for this girl to figure out that she's pregnant and then make a decision to get an abortion. And we're talking about a 10-year-old. A 10-year-old? 10-year-old. So let's assume she never had a period. Hmm. How would she know she was pregnant? Yeah, you're right. She's sick. She's throwing up. So her mother sees her throwing up. I mean, she's, I mean yeah, what could so... you possibly be doing at 10 years old within the first six weeks of pregnancy that's going to tell somebody she's got a baby coming? So by the time you find out, it's like, is this really what we're dealing with? That's crazy. So, you know, for me, what it, may, what it feels like, Apart from this girl not being able to seek some medical care, you know, for an assault, you know, it feels like the protections for women have been eroded Mm -hmm. because now here we go. You made the decision on what you can do with my body Hmm. and every different every state has their own rules about how they handle their women. Mm. So to me, as a mother, I'm like, wow, this we're in a dangerous time. Yeah. That we've come so far, yet we've come that so far. Right. And how we are? He- how are we here? And that's kind of why I'm bringing it up, because it's like we're running this new race now, and we're getting tripped up on this old one. Yeah, because women are making great strides in, in the world right now. Y'all winning in all categories right now, other than this right here that they just threw at y'all like, nah. Power control. Of yourself. Of yourself, though. I mean, that's not even a race that, that's not even a decision that should even be discussed. There's no, there's no debate there. Tell a man he got to cut his dick off. Mm. We talked about that on our podcast one time yeah. about men and birth control. Yeah, men And how create. that should have been the first thing, other than making, because you know how birth control alters your body, but... For us, if you would have just put men straight on birth control and said, women, y'all good, y'all just live y'all lives, it probably would have turned out a little bit more better. But then they said it might not have been populated because men probably be like, I'm on the pill. I'm straight. I'm kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got sexual, sexually transmitted diseases. But yeah. imagine if we, I mean, if you're talking birth control. Yeah. Imagine if we said, okay, we're not going to alter a woman's body. If she gets pregnant by a man, then she gets pregnant. Let her choose what she's going to do with it. But to say, you know, you're you're basically going to have to alter your body to stop yourself from being pregnant. Oh, yeah. When all we really got to do is wear a condom. Wear a condom. We wear. I mean, not not to say that they always work, but you want a simple solution to a birth issue. Give, I mean, give men condoms. Condoms. Uh, End of conversation. I, I don't want to take are reversible. So can, some of them are. You can get that. But again, you you're not going to take it away from me. No. no. You know what I mean? A it's vasectomy a is is a is it's a decision. A yeah. forced vasectomy is no different than a forced hysterectomy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I want to say or forced that delivery. This isn't a modern problem. Women no. getting and 
I, I should have checked the numbers, but I want to say the number of abortions is down. Mm. Probably you pretty know? substantially, yeah. Women, these are new women, okay? Mm-hmm. They are they trying you know, to run it, jet setting, yeah. traveling. Right. <laughs> they trying to run it. They, a lot of them no are kids. electing not to have children. <laughs> right. So I'm, I, I question whether or not this is really a, a big issue, you know. But then again, I understand but some commentary some... that have been shared by some politicians right. in terms of really what this really is about. Right. And that's a little different than my personal humanitarian right correct to opt to have a procedure mm-hmm. and i also want to say that abortions are not going to stop right so what we did was cut off a young lady's or a woman's ability to get a safe one right yeah because now it's going to be a legal abortion now we're going to have now young girls women are going to be dying because of, through complications of these backdoor agencies where they're not really getting proper medical care. Mm-hmm. So that's a what we call in politics an unintended consequence. Right. Mm. I don't know. It's it's a nasty situation to find ourselves in when all of this progress is being made. It's just it's one more reminder that until we start speaking collectively because I think collectively we can do something about this, but until we start speaking collectively, we're going to be fighting individual wars against a powerhouse that knows how to win. I think that I think that uh, that wrecking ball that you said that we need yeah. to do it started to move. Yeah. And when it started to move, there's like, oh, we got to put that to an end. That is that wrecking ball is moving too wide. You remember that? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I it I, it sticks with me because I'm like, dude, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. It needs to start moving because it's just sitting still right now. Right. But it started, and then it was like, nah, we're gonna do something. Make that wrecking ball stop. <laughs> it's got to happen, man. It's got to happen. I don't know. I, you know, there's a lot of different directions that this conversation is going in, but they all kind of lead back to the same thing: an awareness of people's individual civilities and rights. You know what I mean? Um, I think when you start looking at some of these, shoot, I'm sorry, you were about to say. You no, know, I'm just, just, it just is so discouraging. Mm-hmm. What is? You know, what you just, you know, said in terms of here we are on one end, we are reflecting on how we were able to gain our rights Mm. as a people. And now here we are as a gender of women who are able to bear children being imposed on our right to make a decision of our own own bodies. Now, I'm not talking about the issue of abortion. That's obvious. But. As it relates to the issue of progress, potential progress, do you feel, and maybe this isn't a fair question to ask you, uh, but do you feel as if women are being targeted? Not just, I mean, obviously the abortion issue is specific to women, but do you feel like, like Boo said, you know, women are winning. And women winning is different from black people winning. Mm -hmm. Because women winning is 50% of the the race. Black people winning is like 10% of the race. And we can lose 10% and still be winners. But if women are winning, we're kind of screwed. We being the powers that be, powers that be being men, specifically men who are not of color. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering if this isn't really a matter of race 
or any of that. Maybe it's deeper than that because, you know, I've always isolated the human species into two categories, male and female. Mm-hmm. And then we had the gender conversation and mm-hmm. the sexual orientation conversation. That's a whole different conversation. But when it's all said and done, you're either you either got testicles or you got ovaries, right? I think even I think everybody can assign to one of those two, right? Mm-hmm. You got testicles, I'm gonna call you a guy. You got ovaries, I'm gonna call you a girl. But when you start talking about controlling what women can do with their ovaries, you're literally controlling the ability to create. You're controlling the ability to create your competition. Mm-hmm. You're controlling the the trajectory of the competitors or of the participants of the race that you don't want to lose. You can't do that with men. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Tell a man he can't have sex with this woman, he'll have sex with that woman. He'll figure it out. Tell a woman she can't have a baby, or I should say have a baby with this woman versus that woman. Tell a woman she can't have a baby, then she's literally screwed. Or tell a woman she has to have a baby, then you're automatically adding to the race. Mm-hmm. And to me, it seems like maybe it's a little more specific than we're even giving it credit for. Maybe this is truly about women and not about races, not about anything else. It's literally about controlling who's playing in the game 20, 30, 50 years from now. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm telling myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because this might be a little difficult for people to digest. Digest. Perfect word. So this AG's convos. That's what we do. (laughs) There is a such thing as divine feminine. And in the West, we think of divineness or godliness in a very patriarchal, male-dominating way. Mm -hmm. And so there has been an awakening of the divine feminine. And that goes back since the beginning of time because in other places, they worship divine feminine. There's Mm -hmm. divine feminine energy and goddesses that are adored, Mm -hmm. not here. So here as in the West or here as in America? Okay. In the West, I'll say. Okay. Um, Because we follow a Judeo-Christian ideology. ideology. And even if you want to talk about Muslim, Mm -hmm. okay? But in other places, divine feminine is worshipped. And you'll see this represented because those countries are also led by women. Mm -hmm. They've had women leadership. Mm -hmm. We fail to do that here. So, you know... I hadn't thought about that before, but it makes me wonder if that's an attack on the freedom of a womb of a woman who's been liberate, liberated. Right. Because universal law says so above, so below, mm-hmm. right? As above, so below, right? As above, so below. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one in terms of we just duplicate what we are. Mm-hmm. So if I'm free... My womb is free. My children will be free. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I think it might be a little bit of both. Right. You know what I like? <laughs> I like hearing one of the most intellectual people say, I never thought about it that way. Right. I feel like I'm winning now. <laughs> I'm a so man funny. and I'm winning now. He's so funny. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, add a comedic 
light to this very heavy well, topic. Well, you have to, don't you? But you yeah. have to, because uh, like you said, she's over here getting depressed. She used to see her face. It's like her her shades yeah. getting all foggy. I don't know if she's yeah. crying back there. She's yeah. sweating. I don't know what's going on. I'm great, actually. Yeah. She's living her best life over there. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, and, I, you know, and I've said it before, I don't think that a woman's um, rights and and uh, abilities are really recognized until men start speaking on behalf of them. I really think that we 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 need the other side of the coin to start acknowledging some of these shortfalls. We need men to start recognizing women for what their capacity is and for what their rights are, for what their abilities are. You can't just assume women are going to go out here and somehow get men to change their mind by talking to each other. Mm-hmm. We got to talk back, you know. So I, I like to shed lights on these types of topics because I think it's necessary for my side of the discussion to actually start representing your side of the discussion. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, you know what I, I want to say, too? I know a lot of men that don't agree with this. Right. So it's clear that it's like coming from a certain population, you know, of people who have the power to do these things. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of brothers who like are like you, who are saying, this is, come on, what are we doing? All right. You know, so, but we, we appreciate that. We appreciate your support. It's important. Uh, glad to You're hear. right. We yeah. Side by side. That's right. 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 <laughs> and, and that's true in all of these, you know, issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is kind of how I... I really see Links Not Chains shedding a light on some of these dark corners of, you know, unity and and collective efforts. So I I don't know. I'm optimistic. I don't think that we're at a point where things can't be changed. And, you know, a lot of people say you kind of got to let it burn before you can really, before people really start seeing the smoke, you know what I mean, or seeing the flames for what they really are. But I feel like these are issues that have been burning for so long. I mean, we're talking about something that started in the 1860s. It's the, I mean, we're literally in a completely different age right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're not. Well, technically, an age is 2250. Yeah. But well, time yeah. is irrelevant anyway. It's just yeah, an right. illusion. You know, yeah. we haven't we haven't really progressed. Like there's a point where we have to move on to the next chapter. Right. I think we're stuck. Yeah. Stuck in which chapter though? The wrong one. The wrong one. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, I think we should have stayed in the past one and just let it be what it is and brung some of the new, but the new is it's it's weird and it's crazy. I was sitting one day and I was like, dang, how did oh so much time pass? Mm. And I was like, All right, I got out of high school, I went to college. I did college for about six years. Well, I was down there for at least six years. Then I came home and I started my job that I work at now, and I've been working there ever since. That's my whole life right now. And I'm sitting here like, I really ain't, I mean, I've accomplished a lot. I'm not saying I haven't accomplished nothing, but it's like time has just, like 20, what is it, 22 years since I got out of high school has passed so fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, 22 years? I'm like, and there's people who got out of high school and got to live like, regular you know what i'm saying like they didn't have to go to college they went straight into a job they went straight into like your your life like you went straight into real life right. you know what i'm saying straight into it and got to accomplish a lot but when you somebody like me who go to school first you still getting taken care of in school lightweight because you're living on campus and doing all these things then you start to really start to figure out life then you finally come home and you start working 
And then you get into this comfortable space because you're mm-hmm. working. And then you're just there for like 15 years of your life. Like, where did 15 years go? Yeah, they have us locked into these ideas of time. And that's what I'm getting to. I could have did so much in 15 years if I you, wouldn't have been you, working. But you know what? You did. <laughs> in Ethiopia, you know, their calendar is eight years behind oh, really? ours. Mm-hmm. Because they have 13-month equal day months oh, in really? a year. Oh, wow. So it's relative. Don't be, you're still young. I mean, I know that, but it's still like, don't I feel, feel like, like I've missed out on so much. Like, oh, wow. I I, but I do, I do, I do understand that. <laughs> I, I think the reason why we associate time so much with quality of life is because most of our lives aren't full of a lot of quality, our nutrition, mm-hmm. our health. Oh. So life is a lot shorter for us in this environment than it is for a lot of people in other parts of the world. So, you know, and and in a situation where people, you know, you're lucky to make it to 18, you know, you're blessed to become 21. And every decade after that is like, it's like a blessing. It's like a blessing. (laughs) I mean, you know, crime rates, shootings, car accidents, cancer, blood, everything's taking you out here. Mm -hmm. So it's like to say, I made it 20 years is, you know, I'm like a hero right now. But damn, what did I do with that 20 years? And do I have 20 more? I mean, realistically, we should really just be starting our real lives, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Because it's like I've decided in my own head that I'm not limited to what I didn't do. I'm afforded the opportunity of what I still can. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to spend the next 25 years of my life looking at is what I can still accomplish. It seems like we should be, at this age, reaping the benefits of those past 15, 20 years that we were putting in work. We talked about this, though. So I don't think you accumulate the type of progress you want when you have to work a day-to-day job. I think part of our problem is that we haven't accumulated any generational wealth. Right. No. So that we don't have to, because you know what? Other people don't work every day, day on top of day, 13 hour days and 80 hours. Of, you know, yeah. it. I mean, but I'll tell you and I see it with Tia. You yeah. know, I'm in the same situation with my wife. It's like I see them just sitting and reading a book. It's like, how do you have time to do that? To I don't have time, time to do that. I don't, what did you get out of that? But a story. I mean, not not the not, not not the process of reading. No, I, get I mean, it. I, get I just it. like I don't very have time smart to smart girl. She's super duper smart. She know all her words. <laughs> I don't even know all my words. I make up words still to this day. But right. it, I mean, that's come from reading. But like sometimes I'll be telling her like, why don't you read some um, self help books or something that's just gonna. Hey, I, I wasn't going down that road. People he did do it. that to readers. Right. It's like. You don't uh, have a book in your hand. You're gonna tell me what maybe I'm she supposed can, to read. I don't like to read, but maybe I'm not she just. Read it, I'll be like, tell me about it. Let but that's what she. The thing about <laughs> it is, you make time for the things that you value. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at, and I think maybe it's a man thing. Maybe this is the difference between men and women. You know what I mean? We we don't do the self care part like y'all do. Yeah, and because we are looking at time as this, you know, this unknown construct that is always ending. When y'all see it as, <clears throat> excuse me, I shouldn't say y'all see it, but women appear to appreciate time where we appear to be fighting because we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the healthier 
body, the healthier state of mind is the one that uses time to self-develop, that goes out and get manicures and pedicures and get their hair done and yoga and working out and mm-hmm. being selective about what they eat smell and nice cooking. all the time yeah. she got this room smelling all nice right. reading <laughs> books you know what i mean we like go 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 then we collapse mm-hmm. Some so of again us do that too well correct but yeah. habitually we are the we are the ones running into a brick wall yeah and you guys are you know more well, generally, well, let me say, let me represent aware. all of the women who don't have a husband. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> your wife has the luxury of doing that because she has a husband mm-hmm. to help yeah. her. So there's a lot of people who, a lot of women who do not have time to read a book, do not have time a lot of time to go and get pedicures if they don't value that. Now, if that's something that makes a woman feel calm complete. and yeah. complete and together. And that's what she chooses to do, you know. Kudos to her. Some of us, that's not important. We can do our own nails. And we have nails. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. and no disrespect. What my point Jennifer is, Jennifer does her own nails for the record. No, what my point? <laughs> go, Jennifer. Get them done at go, the, girl. Whatever you want to do, honey. <laughs> what I'm saying is that there are some women who also run into a brick wall too. Yeah. And absolutely. I think nowadays we're tired of, like you're saying, being trapped in this loop. You lost 15 years of your life working for somebody. You may have gotten a $12 increase over this period of time. So, yeah. And that's why I'm saying we're all in a different place. We're right. like, forget this. <clears throat> yeah. So, But again, I'm yeah. still looking at this from the perspective of the abortion issue. You know, the attack mm-hmm. on the woman. What is it about the woman that makes her such a threat? Well, just like in a in a in a in a lion pride, um yeah. the woman is really the one King that's running the jungle. it. Right. But the they let the, the male come and run it anyway. But when it comes down to hunting, who hunting? Right. The woman is. The male right. just come at the end and be like, All right, I got this now, y'all. Y'all can go back and chill. Chief flex. Slay <laughs> <Stay> your enemies. <laughs> Anyway. And if anything is happening, it's always that that woman that's behind you. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be in your ear telling you, oh, that's not a good idea. Or, oh, you need to back up. Or you might need to look at this differently and stop yeah. trying to be on some. I, I get it all the time because I'm and, just bullheaded. Yeah. And we're, we're not about to start. We're not about to go down that road because then you get the issue. I can't ignore the issue of malicious intent. Right, right, exactly. Because everybody don't have the best of intentions when yeah. you're whispering in your ear. So yeah. I don't want to go down that road. That's right. a whole yeah. different type yeah. of conversation. I mean, but if you got a good one, most women will have your back. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's, that's what dreads sound like on a microphone. <laughs> you hear that electricity? Right. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. So, you know, again, there's a lot here. There's a lot to digest here. There's a lot to break down. Um, I'm I'm conscious of Juneteenth for what it's meant to be. I'm glad that you shed some new light on what it actually is and what it represents and what it reflects. I still have a Texas issue. That's Clearly. That's me. And that's okay. I'm not mad at the state. It's a, it's a piece of dirt as far as I'm concerned. But there's something happening with the people in charge in that place that I think is very counterproductive to the development of this country. And it has been that way 
clearly since the 1800s and even before that. And at some point, we have to collectively decide to either shit or get off the pot as it relates to lining ourselves up behind this bad ideology. I personally think Texas should should just succeed from the country. They don't want to be here anyway. I, I ain't about keeping nobody that don't want to be kept. You want to go, go. But guess what? Your borders are your borders. You ain't crossing this line. You ain't reaching back to New York. You ain't reaching back to California for month. You can't move to Texas. Americans can't move to Texas at that point. You want to be you want to be your own country, be your own country. Mm-hmm. Now you're surrounded by Mexico and the United States. And guess what? You didn't piss them both off. Mm-hmm. So good luck staying on your own as an independent nation. But of course, America would never let that happen. No. Because so many people within the American structure are from Texas. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I'm talking I talking about Texas oil. Right. It's resources there that we sure. still use. And and long right. as we got it part of us, then we can use them how we want to use them. Because the minute that happens, they monopolize that industry in this nation. Mm-hmm. And the only way to actually, you know, utilize it the way we need to is to forcefully take it back from them. So we're going to let you be your own country. Then we're going to invade your country and make it back a part of this we be, you see what I'm war, saying? War, war, yeah, war, war. That's how we it's operate. Always war. That's how we operate. There's no diplomacy. Because there's no unity. Mm-hmm. There's no love. Everybody trying to find their own said. way, being selfish. Right. So we have to utilize what we have as individuals to collectively do what's in the best interest of the rest of each other. That's it. That's all we can do. We can't. We can't wait for governments to step in and do what needs to be done. We can't wait for governments to give us gun control. We have to just decide to stop shooting each other. Mm-hmm. Gun didn't do nothing. Gun did what you told it to do. Why you tell it to do it? You know what I mean? Like we was talking earlier. I could care less for an explanation for why you did something that shouldn't have been done. I don't I don't need to understand it. Oh, I want to understand. This this dude down in, um, what was he at? Um, Illinois. Illinois, yeah. The Highland Park shooting. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're they're interrogating them now. Why would you do it? What what difference does it make? Because America is gun honed trying to find the whys. Yes, but what does the why tell you? They don't want to find our whys though. They just shoot us and get us up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they want to find the whys of somebody else. It's weird. It's I want to know thing. why a kid in Akron got shot sixty two times. Yes, yeah. I could care less why a, a kid in Illinois decided to shoot at sixty something people. Why? I don't, I don't care why. You I don't it. care. Yeah. Just take him and send, put him in jail. Put him in jail, like you would have done. Uh, we, there's no way. There's no way a black person get pulled out of the car and arrested after shooting and killing and interrogated. People. Right. No, you're dead. After, I mean, he ran from the police just like the the kid in Akron did. Mm-hmm. He shot at the police just like they accused the kid in Akron of doing, and he had a gun in the car, which the kid in, or on his person, which the kid in Akron didn't have. Mm. But he got shot 60-something times, and this kid is on TV talking about his music. Seriously? It's weird. I know. I, I don't even know why we still have these same conversations. You know the reason why. It's the same reason. Which is? They're the son. Right. They're the son of the father that built, that, that built this country. Right. right? Mm-hmm. We built it, but for them. Right. Yeah. So... Our boys are never going to be treated the same way. Our men will never be treated the same way here. Right. So, Which is why we got to stop depending on them to give us what we're 
entitled to. Yeah. Just Constitutional intelligence. As right. people, as our people, I was just I posted a post saying that we needed to start parenting better. I don't even have kids, but I'm always on on the outside looking in when it comes to kids and how people parent. And I'd be like, dude, they ain't nothing but a chip off the old block when they come down to it. But they ten times worse than you though. Right. So now they're just doing ten times worse things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can say, oh, I, when I was younger, all I did was steal a little bit, and and we ran the streets, and we snuck around and did this and did that. I had a gun, but I never used it. What you think your son gonna do though? Right. He got a gun. He using his though. Right. Because yeah. this is the age we live in. We gotta shoot this boy. Yeah, it's tough. Like, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> right, you don't even want to be here. Earth you want to pull a Rihanna? <laughs> I want to leave. Right, right. I love that song. <laughs> Rihanna dipped. Yeah, she got she up said, out of here. I'm taking my billions back to the Barbados. Yeah, get, a, oh, get up out of here. Because quiet as it kept, other countries don't deal, they don't even know about what's going on over here if they're not paying attention to America. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't look to at, the extent that we're dealing with. To it, the right. extent that we're yeah. we're going through things. Like they deal they deal with racism in other countries too. But sure. it's not as like what's going on in America though. Like it's really crazy. Like Rob really don't be knowing nothing that's going on here unless he we, is so oblivious. He don't know nothing. He got a, he coming home this uh yeah, late this summer, I'm early spring fall. But when he get he here, he's gonna rude be like, awakening what? coming. He gonna be like, He man. is going back to France. <laughs> this is this is why <laughs> I was uh, no, he got he got work to do. Yeah. You got work to do when you show up. Work okay. You might not leave next right. time. This time. You might right. just say, No, I'm not going back. I'm straight. No, it's uh I mean it's it's something that we have to be conscious of and we have to do something about. So that's that's the thing. I almost feel bad getting out of here without saying something. Um it, it kinda plays into what we was talking about with some of the shit we're talking about, but man, R. Kelly got thirty years. Thirty ball? Jesus. I think that was a little bit much, but uh, I mean, he did need some time. I just didn't think thirty ball was the thing. I think he, they should have split that time up between the people that was involved. Okay, there you go. Let's he needed some time, or they needed. Some Everybody time. needed. Time. Okay, All I right. don't think All I don't right. think he should have did that by itself. Like, oh, you are the reason because he had help. My bad, because he had help. We we she giving me the scapegoat face. No, I just so it's a complicated situation. Yes. Because what he did, he was real foul. We all yes. knew what he was doing. But so did the parents yes. that were taking their kids up there. Clap so I feel like it was consensual in a way on their part. Consciousness. Which is, which is horrible in terms of these young women that were taking advantage of. Yes. And... Yes, it was a whole network. Yeah, it was yes. a network. Everyone knew what was going on. The record label, everybody. Yeah, you ain't but you continue to met, let person. him make them hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's still he's still the king of R and B to me. I I mean, there you can't take none of his songs away from me. Let me tell it, because I was brought up. I was brought up on those songs. I like those songs. I believe I can fly is one of the greatest songs, graduation songs ever. I mean, he did a lot for us, you know what I'm saying? But in music wise, but then he was doing underhanded, back dirty, crazy stuff. And then listen, I met what they call him R. Kelly on the video with Gail. Okay, he really performed. Mm. I could not imagine being in a room with him. Mm. You know, upset. Right. As a woman. Do you think, I she, do you think Gail was uh, a little nervous? 
Um, Cause she seemed cool and collected. Gil, Gil King interview. Listen, if anybody don't know. Oh, it's so hard to talk about this because I don't like that they use Gail. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I don't like that she allow herself to be used in that capacity. I said the you same know, thing. She I, does I it. This it. isn't the first time she's done something like that. Right. You know, to one of us. It was a public assassination. Absolutely. So, yeah. And she almost enjoyed it. It seemed like it. Yeah, she almost enjoyed it. It was. Yeah, I wonder how much money she got for doing that. I'm the same way with um, Ilana Van Zant. She's another one to me. What she put DMX and his son through, knowing what was about to happen, it's like, come on, man. You mm-hmm. you could have cut them cameras at any point. Come on, man. You don't let that go off. That was an assassination. And I think it played a lot into some of his psychological breakdown. Because yeah. a man and his son are not supposed to go through that. And we ain't supposed to see it. We also have to be conscious of the kind of situations we allow ourselves to be put in. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I'm sorry for him. I, that was horrible. It was. He walked into that yeah. with the cameras rolling. That's not. So, yeah, because you can that's agree not what to you have do. an interview with whoever you want to have an interview with. Like, I want you to interview me. But maybe he thought he was going to get the healing that he needed publicly. Maybe he thought he was going to be able to help some people. You're talking about DMX. Yes, I'm talking about DMX. DMX did not want to do that interview at, at all. all. Right. He had no interest in it. He said it the minute he walked on. I'm not here. For, I don't want to be here for this. As far as I'm concerned, you ain't got to turn the cameras on. You want me to talk to my son, I'll talk to my son. In my personal opinion, um, the the sale in this situation with DMX and his son was that network selling this kid on the idea of let us facilitate a conversation between you and your father. We'll make it work. Mm-hmm. And DMX was like, Thanks, but no thanks. I know a coup when I see one. I'm not interested. And his son was going, well, what about me, Dad? You're not thinking about me in this situation. Because in his head, they had already done their magic. So he said, all right, I'm going to do it for you. But I'm telling you right now, I know what's about to happen. This is not going to end yeah. well. This is not going to end well because I know this system. Situations right. <laughs> they don't know what you, And he told him that. You, you don't get this. I've been in this industry way too long to not know a setup when I see one. They setting you up and they setting me up through this process for their ratings. And it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it going, no, Dad, you're just you're just doing what you always do. Okay. And we see how that turned out. He knew it. You know what I mean? This is something about, I don't know. Mm. There, there are certain situations where we have to be more conscious. And we, as children... Our children have to be a little more humble. I, yeah. I see it in my my son, as smart as he is, way too often. I have to look at him and go, dude, shut up. Right, Because you down. ain't got the slightest idea as to what the hell you're talking about. They all about. think they know it all. Like, right. they got it figured out. And it's like, dude, I still ain't got it figured out. So how you got it figured out? Right. Shoot, I was just like that. I mean, but we didn't. But like they're that. they're think, acting on their they're figuring it out though. Like we had, we thought we had to figure it out, but we're still like humble with ours. Yeah, we we know our we boundaries. Yeah, well, they have more power than we did. Yeah, but they have more of a, a voice now. Yeah, thanks to us. That's the problem. Us. We thought we were doing something. Our parents told us you you, you do it because I tell you to do it. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, well, why do I have to do it? Because I just did it last week, and I don't want to do it again. Right. You know, <laughs> sorry, I had a flashback. 
she had the voice and everything. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> you know, but now they got a voice, and now it's a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to get off topic. Juneteenth, Texas, civil rights, gun rights, abortion, human rights, human abortion rights. rights. Mm-hmm. These are all synonymous issues that paint a picture of a nation that, without our input, is going to continue to deter to destroy itself. And I feel like we're better than that. I feel like we have the potential to do more than that. And I think that in every effort we make as individuals, we should be trying to fix that. But too many people are playing video games and staring at social media and flipping through TikToks and completely oblivious to the network that's working in their absence. Mm -hmm. They're not paying attention. He's not paying attention. She's not paying attention. Let's get this pushed through. I think this whole, and I said this a couple days ago, I think this whole um, abortion agenda has been in place. Well, we know it's been in place. The 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 man that actually basically co-signed this was Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. He's been trying to do this since the early 80s. He finally got it pushed through, which is an embarrassment in and of itself, yeah, it in is. my opinion. We're not even going to get into that. Because he almost made Juneteenth feel, feel like a joke as an individual. And I don't really talk about individuals on my podcast, especially not in a negative light. But Clarence Thomas is the worst of the worst, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking hypocrisy. I'm talking top to bottom. That dude is embarrassing. To be associated with the same classification as him is hard to swallow mm. but here we are don't take responsibility for him because i'm nobody not taking else, responsibility for people him. yeah what i'm just saying in terms of affiliation I, you know i get it but he's not like us and i don't i get that you don't want to be associated with him but shoot you don't we don't even think the same way that right. he thinks Clearly, he has some self-hatred, I think. Clearly. So, yeah, he's on a different team altogether. Yeah, he is. He got Rebilla Ligo. We got to end it on that because she laughing, I'm laughing, he laughing. Rebilla Ligo. Look it up. If you don't know what it means, tune in. Oh, man, that was a good one. Hey, look, Shalana, I appreciate you coming in. I thank you for having me. I thank you for the opportunity to uh, expand on that conversation. Do you feel like you got it out of your system? A little bit. Is there something we need to add before it's too late? No, you know, I know how to run my mouth, so let's go and get out of here. Okay, because yeah, I'm good. Last time I said that, Booster was like, ah, oh, you don't say that with Dave in the room. No, you can't say that with Dave in the room. He's going to the next level with it. That conversation would have known I 30 minutes. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, knew, I do really appreciate the opportunity to expand because, yeah. you know, there are multifaceted situations that we could look at. And from one viewpoint, at one point in time, it's, you know, it's not healthy. So that's right. You got a podcast so that we can we can talk about these things and we might need to talk about them more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. My door is always open. Thank you, darling. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming in, and I appreciate every single one of you for listening. This is AG's Convos. 
and we out. 80s Convos, we gon' show you how the world goes. 80s Convos, we gon' show you how the world goes.